1: Welcome back to our part two sit down with the one, the only, Miss Allison Dubois. And if you haven't heard part one, check it out. We talk about her background, when she realized she had this gift as a medium in childhood, what that was like, how she used this gift to kind of really just bring rapists and murderers and bad people to justice, how that led to the TV show Medium. It all comes back to Kelsey Grammer. And really just the background of how she met Kelsey and how she met Camille. And now, stay tuned for part two. Listen to part one first. And now part two where we talk all about the dinner party from hell. We go into such detail what Allison thinks about everyone, Kyle and Camille Taylor Kim, we go down the list Adrian LVP. We are about to hear that now. Check out part 1 and now stay tuned for part 2 of our chat down of our chat with the one and only Miss Allison Dubois. My hat's off to them. So you know, there's all this pressure and you have this amazing like you know, it, someone's playing you and she wins an, you know, she wins an Emmy. So how and I know you know Kelsey Grammer. So I imagine that is how you get involved with the real housewives of Beverly Hills and part of this epic dinner scene that we are still talking about all these seasons later
0: you know i was in new york on a book tour and um camille called me to tell me how terrible (laughs) that's not exactly the word she used but um sort of you know these women that are less than kuth uh not the nicest how they treated her And how she felt ganged up on. And, you know, if I didn't, I figured she'd fight her own battle. I fight my own. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, dish it back to her. She sounds like a real bitch. I mean, I didn't know what to say. Um, But then Kelsey called and said, can you just go with her to this sort of girl's dinner um, so that she doesn't get attacked? Um, So she has a friend there you know, and sort of packaged it that way. And, you know, he was a very good friend of mine. So I was happy to do it. Um, it turned out to be a whole lot of something else, uh, on both of their ends. And it, she, she invited me to a girl's night pizza party and told me it was casual. So, I dressed like you'd dress to go to a pizza party. I actually didn't care that I was going to be on TV for a reality show. I didn't even buy anything new. I honestly just didn't care. I show up and they're all in ball gowns. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm looking around like, seriously? Um, So at that point, it wasn't until I watched it later and saw the interviews Camille had done prior to that night ever taking place, where she's setting up a scenario, saying, "Well, yeah, my friend Allison might be there. Um, you know, she gets a little loud when she drinks, or something like that." I'm like, "Where did that come from? When has that ever happened uh, with she and I? Ever, you know, been in a situation where she even saw that? <laughs> yeah, you know, she wasn't even there to see anything like that, and that doesn't happen. So I, I wondered." Then, okay, I'm being, I was set up, you know, she's setting the stage for a story. This is preconceived. So then she had called, so I, unbeknownst to me, while she's filming that, she's calling me and saying, I want you to have a good time. I know you're going to be kind of the odd man out. So like, what do you like to drink? And so I said, girl, you know, I like the polo lounge, lavender lemon drops. That's my thing. And that's where I'd go for my lavender lemon drop. Cause at the time I lived in Beverly Hills <laughs> so,
1: and we go to I, the Polo lounge of course all the
0: time. Yes. I lived off sunset and Doheny. I was like right there. And uh, so I get there and they're these mammoth drinks that uh, they've got like this Butler that shows up every time you get half down and it ends up being this four hour dinner from hell. And it was from hell My car was taken away, so I couldn't leave during filming, which I guess is how they keep some of the people there. Um, And on top of that, um, I was too far in. If I left Camille at that point, I just stirred up a bunch of stuff and then dropped the mic and left. So I'm like, I got to stay now, you know, no matter what, just to make sure she's not alone being attacked. So I did learn to never show loyalty to a friend who's never been challenged to show it for you. And that was a big takeaway for me from that night. Um, And just the whole thing, they, they knew how they were going to come at me. They got little huddles when I went to the, you know, ladies room, I'd come out and they're all like in a group, like whispering and talking and it was just clearly a setup. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> what do I do now? Um, I knew it was going to be bad. I had been on reality shows before for other friends that were famous. Like I'm friends with Chris Knight and Adrian Curry. So they had my fair Brady. So I was yeah. at a wedding and I went to her bachelorette party. I was never more than like a four second snippet. So I'm thinking nothing of it. And then they make the entire thing about me and spin off all these specials. And the irony of it, though, is I'm on Cameo now, you know, where you can get celebrities to do birthday greetings. I have made more fabulous gay friends (laughs) who have dinner party from hell themed birthday parties for their boyfriends that want a video of me saying he will never emotionally fulfill you know that. Um, and, or that he will fulfill them, however they want it to be said, but it's just funny to me and they just get so excited. So if I had to trade in some, a group of judgmental people in the beginning that may have thought I was great going in and not afterwards. If I have to trade in people who walk on water for some fun gays, I'm totally down with that as a fan trade. You know? Listen, I mean, (laughs) it's a
1: great line. I mean, did you even know Camille really before that, or was it really Kelsey? Like, you weren't really—I mean, or were you friends with Camille? I I don't want to put words in your mouth.
0: I was at Disneyland with our kids for the fiftieth with Kelsey to walk the gold carpet once. Um, I when I think of a friend, I think of a friend as somebody who's gone out of their way for you or that you feel sort of closer to that's more of what I had with Kelsey, um, with Camille. No, she was more of, you know, when you have a friend that you really like, and then they've got a spouse and you're yeah. just kind of nice to him and you see him around from time to time. That's really what it was. Um, there was no, no loyalty on her end, apparently. So I'm I stopped being friends with her after that. And I can't even say stop being friends. We were never actually friends. It was an opportunity for us to become friends that she sort of threw away. And it right. wasn't it wasn't even just that episode and what she did because if somebody apologizes, I am one to often just forgive cause that's just who I am. Um, but then she was mocking me vaping you know, on little video clips on social media after that. I'm like, okay, so you're just a bitch. I'm like, that's not cool. I'm like, first of all, I quit smoking. Congratulations to me. And I was so stressed at that dinner that I didn't even care. I'm like, it's my friend's house. It's Kelsey's house. I'm going to vape. If I want, if you don't like it, get out. That's exactly how I felt. I was going to make myself comfortable at that point because I couldn't leave the damn party. And i have been there four hours and I just didn't care. Did
1: you feel more set up by like production or Camille or Kelsey, or like, who do you feel the most? Like I was, this is a set up against me.
0: They definitely have a housewife formula. I think we all know what that is, (laughs) okay? Um, It involves alcohol, lots of it. It involves um, women who are frenemies, but pretend like they're real tight, but then they're not and they secretly hate each other. But let's have lunch and talk about what a bitch you are. Like they have this formula. Um, Kelsey's motive was totally different than the producers and the people on the show. The women on the show, they're just making their money. That's how they make their money. They've got to be, they've got to keep the ratings to make their bank, to put food on the table. Got it. Uh, The producers, my daughters in film, I tell her, I'm like, don't be a reality producer. They're sort of soulless wonders. (laughs) I don't do it. And it's what they have to do to keep the ratings. I get it. But it's still sort of a a vacant soul position in life to be in, which I think is why a lot of people move on from it. Um, Kelsey's motive was he wanted Camille. This is just my take. This is my feeling. He wanted Camille distracted because he had a relationship on the side. I knew about, I knew that they were having problems already. Some people have said, maybe you're picking up on Camille. I'm like, no, I already knew they were having problems. So that's not something I was going to say at the table. I was like, it was specifically Kyle. I stand by that. Um, so when it came down to him, he just was pushing her away, and I got caught in the middle of what was turning into a very ugly divorce, and that's, that's what it was. So his motive, totally different than hers. She needs to be relevant. She needs to be loved. She needs fans. That's who she is. Um, my friend Tom had run her chart a year before. He said she only shows loyalty to men. He said she'll never show loyalty to you. Just be aware of that, And I mean, he could not have been more right. (laughs) She shows loyalty to men and, um, that that's it. I, after that, I, after sitting at the table with those women, I went back to my husband and we had a long talk and I said, we have three daughters. I want them to go to college. I want them to be somebody out in the world. That's their identity, who they are. Um, I was seeing, what women in Beverly Hills could turn into or women trying to get into Beverly Hills, I should say, because some of them were just trying to get in. They weren't really from there. And um, I said, I don't want our daughters to be groomed to marry somebody famous or rich. I want them to make their own money. And so we, we said, we're going home. And we came back to Arizona and raised them, sent them to junior high and high school in a normal way. Our oldest went to Beverly High. She was a Beverly High cheerleader. She was already walking red carpets because her boyfriend, his sister was is a famous actress. And so he, she she was going to all of the openings. And I I just did not want her becoming that. You know, it's great for some people. That's just not not, not us.
1: So I was rewatching Roni the other day, because that's what we do here behind the velvet rope. And it was that episode where Leah found the vibrator and the chicken. Oh my God. Did we ever find out whose vibrator that is? But all I could think of was, I hope for Luann's sake and Sonia's sake and Ramona's sake and Leah's sake, I hope that was a Dame Products product. Dame Products will hook you guys up and help you feel good. They have so many options to choose from. There's the Eva. That is literally the first hands-free couple's vibrator. And it's designed... Designed to enhance partner play without getting in the way there's also the air it's a suction vibrator designed to well get you there fast and you know having a pleasure practice it's good for you it's not just about feeling good it improves the quality of your sleep it helps you de-stress it relieves pain there's so much good that comes from it and the best part dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days. So your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. There's no risk. Just go to dameproducts.com and enter code velvetrope and you get 15% off site-wide. That's right, site-wide. So you can choose the products I mentioned or any of the others. Dameproducts.com use code velvetrope and get 15% off your first order. And it was really like that night, like that dinner party, that whole thing you're like, yes. "Wow." It was
0: it was I was looking around me at what the personification of that life is. And after we left every friend couple that we had got a divorce, every single friend couple. And I had said that to my husband, do you want to stay married? Because they don't stay married here <laughs> unless it's an open marriage or something. It's like You just don't stay married in that I, area.
1: I would agree. It's less likely. Like I live in New York city. I mean, it's like New York, LA. It's just, it right. is. it's true. It's not yeah. a stereotype.
0: No. So that's that's how it was for me. Um, I, you know, people ask me if I wish I had never gone and I don't actually wish that because I think I did learn some things and it did get us back to Scottsdale where our girls and where we belong. Um, and I think we needed to really regain focus of what matters. If I'm showing up on a reality show to show, um, A thimble of loyalty to a friend's wife, I may have my priorities twisted. And it was a good opportunity for Joe and I to say, what do we want out of life? What do we want our life to look like? Because we went down a rabbit hole of called Beverly Hills (laughs) and it was fun. It was a blast, but it'll chew you up and spit you out. You got to take it in small doses.
1: Yeah. Small doses. And like, if you know, if you really, which is hard when you're in it, you really have to have a, like, I know what this is and I'm staying here, but I want no part of it, which is hard. Like it's right. It's hard because otherwise you do you, it's a rabbit hole. Like you said, and it's like, you're not, it's not like Alice in the looking glass, like you're in it and you can't see through the weeds. I I agree.
0: No, you can't. And, uh, but then at the same time, the parties are the best, right? And, then, and so you end up missing that, um, part of life where there's a party on Monday, there's one on Tuesday, there's one seven days a week. It just becomes this, this lifestyle that you fall into. And another thing I was noticing when I go to parties, um, a lot of, uh, swapping going on, on the, uh, husbands and wives and stuff. And I was at more than a couple parties where I said, yeah, no, <laughs> no, we're not going to stay married no. if
1: we stay down this road.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was sort of, it sort of scared me because there were no boundaries. And I always grew up in an area where people had, you know, decorum and, and boundaries with each other with personal space and, and life. And I just wasn't, it was a free for all. there. It was crazy. And we had a, a great time, but all the celebrity guys were attracted to my husband, not sexually, but because he was the most normal guy around, you know, they wanted to barbecue with them. And, you know, he raced go-karts with Slash and Chris Knight. And, you know, they, they, you know, we'd barbecue burgers over at Slash, just, like, just very normal Um, And I'd make like my vegan cheese ball and bring it over. And his wife was like, screw the cheese ball. Get your ass over here. They're like like, starving
1: for normalcy. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yes. And so you become actually quite a popular item when you are normal and grounded and you go there. But I, I found most people from Beverly Hills that have been there a long, long time, super down to earth, super normal. The people that you're seeing depicted on television aren't who the people in Orange County or Beverly Hills, who the real people really are that that's not who they are. So I think it does a disservice to people actually from those areas, but there's more to them.
1: (laughs) I could see that. And were you, did you feel misled in the sense that right here, Camille is saying like, she's off the clock and you know, but right. These drinks, I mean, I am a martini drinker actually. And I mean, (laughs) I like, those are like the biggest glasses that I've ever seen ever.
0: People were saying things such as, which I thought was just majorly stupid. They're like, uh, did she bring her own glass? Yeah, I had a backpack and I brought a ginormous glass. You're a genius. Thanks for pointing that out. No, like that's what she had there. (laughs) Like everything became pointed towards me. It's like, let's look at what's really going on here. This is a production and this is what the producers set up to happen. They're creating conflict. It's not hard. And the more alcohol you throw on it, the more conflict and the more they're going to cry. <laughs> so, you know, you see, a lot of the episodes are criers. So I, the only, the only takeaway from it is uh, if you're asked to be on a reality show, um, you're probably going to turn into a different person that you, then you went in as you'll have more hair extensions, your lips may be plumper. Uh, but your heart's not going to be quite as big. <laughs> it seems like, you, seems like they sell their soul a little bit.
1: I could see that. Were you shocked like when you were in it or was it, because like it was like a four hour thing it was supposed to end or was it really when it came out in the editing and you're like, wait, I've, because I've been on a lot of rally shows too. Like you go to a party, like you said, you right. have friends that are on them. Yeah. You're not featured. You Even if you speak, you're right. like, no one cares about you. You're not on the show. Yeah. So like did, you, like, did you realize what was going on or was it when it came out? You're like, wait, like I am the whole show.
0: You know, honestly, at first, I just thought they were really rude. I thought Kyle was rude. I thought she was demanding. Um, I, You know, when she said, you know, I should have pulled out my credit card she'd never even make my list. I blocked her on Instagram. It's like in what world, Kyle, in what world? So I will take up free rent in that woman's head for the rest of her life because she knows what I said is true or it wouldn't bother her as much. Yeah.
1: And you stand by the fact that you say Mauricio will never fulfill her
0: emotionally. (laughs) I've already, (laughs) I already know why it's a very small town (laughs) right there. It's just, she works very hard from what I've been told and seen to bury stories that involve him. So whatever, (laughs) it's her life. Either I hope she's happy if she goes down that path and they're able to end up together and, and that she's content good for her. You know, that seriously, like good for her. I don't actually wish wish her ill. I think she's rude as fuck, but I don't wish her ill. Um, if she is doing all of this and putting this much energy into covering up a bad relationship, that's going to physically take a toll on her and it'll manifest in her physically, which worries me more that that's what's happening. And I don't actually want her to go through what her mom went through. So out of actual, and I'm saying this legitimately concerned, I hope that she gets to a place where she could just make it about her and her husband and get real with one another and have a good life and not try to bury the flaws. Flaws are okay for people. We're supposed to have flaws and it's what makes us interesting and people out there, I think the audience, they're pretty good bullshit detectors They know on who they're watching on reality shows that are just full of it. They know it. Um, My husband did make me promise after Beverly Hills that I'll never get my lips injected. (laughs) So I promised him I wouldn't do that.
1: Well, I do think at this point, the audience can kind of figure out who's bullshit. And you're saying like stories and you're implying like just infidelity is what you are implying.
0: Um. yes. In, in the most colorful of ways, and um, you know, whatever it's their story. I hope she figures out how to navigate it, and that and that would be good. Uh, you know, my relationship—that's my business. That's where I have to put my energy into. And um, I've been married to my husband for twenty nine years, and I will say, I love him. He's my life. Um, have I wanted to throw him in front of a bus at times in life? Yeah. Has he probably felt that way about me? Probably, you know, that's marriage. That's just what being in a long-term relationship is. And that's okay. And it's okay to say that because people out there know that that doesn't mean that you're not madly in love with your partner. It means that sometimes things aren't as good as they are other times. And that's okay. So I do hope she gets to that place where maybe she can just use it, maybe even to teach other people how to just let their wall down and just be. It's kind of freeing. <laughs> you know?
1: It's kind of free. And you get a vibe of like something physical.
0: Oh no, I've actually met people <laughs> that were very good friends of his. Yeah. Wow. So, um, I went to, yeah, <laughs> I, it's, it's hard. It's a hard one to touch. Um, I, you know, happy to, say something off the air. I will say there was an article, uh, Perez Hilton years ago had released and she put the kibosh on it pretty quickly. That pretty much summed up what's been going on. Um, and they, she did not want that out there. And, um, and then I did get some direct messaging from a woman who shared her paperwork from her lawyer against them. Kyle wow. and Maurizio. So I know they got a lot going on. I know she's a public figure. Again, it is what it is. That's her that's her party to take care of. I've got my own. I got my husband. She's got hers. She just might want to mine the store a little bit closer.
1: <laughs> did you get like a positive vibe? Like you say, you can go on vibes from anyone there that night, like Lisa Vanderpump, Kim Taylor. I mean, I know there was a kidding. lot going, <laughs> <God> I figured <laughs> maybe somebody sitting there, Alex, okay. got like a positive. Oh my
0: God. Okay. Let me in a nutshell, sum them up. Vanderpump. Um, well, she needs, she needs a lot of things. She needs a, she needs a good tune up. She needs a, she needs a cabana boil. Just leave that with her. But, um, She, she just feels above everybody. I get it. I got it. No worries. Um, so yeah, I was disinterested in her. Um, she was sort of trying to be fake cordial in the beginning, but I picked up the vibe that she was kind of being a bitch. I'm like, Oh, is this where it starts? Okay, great. Um, and then we had Kyle who is just this toxic, energy that permeates and, um, she needs to be loved by fans, kind of like Camille. And, um, it's, it's, it's how they fill that hole inside of them. And, um, she just felt angry to me, like everything about her just felt. And also that was her chance. And mind you, that branch of the franchise was her idea. She came to them with the Beverly Hills version. She owns points on that show. It, she has a vested interest in keeping that stuff stirred very, very, very swirly because, um, that's her bread and butter. She doesn't have a skill. That's it. So I get that. Um, just wish I'd never met her. Just, just, I don't know, maybe in another lifetime. Anyways, (laughs) then there was Taylor. I couldn't stop looking at her lips. I mean, she, (laughs) i know this sounds stupid she looked like mrs platypus on mr rogers (laughs) i just kept looking at the deck bell and um energy wise i kept getting on them that it's women like that that made people commit suicide in high school you know they had that mean girl vibe about them that um is palpable and when they're in numbers and they're a pack they're even worse they were in a pack um and then she went through her husband and his suicide and all of that. And I thought maybe she'd come out, uh, uh, softer, you know, more understanding, um, uh, more real. And I don't think that happened. Uh, so maybe she'll be able to help people who've been in her s- situation, uh, with, Losing somebody to suicide, I would hope that she'd use her platform for something like that, where she can make it about him and what his plight was, rather right. than con- continuing to make things just about her. But, you know, whatever. Again, that's her path. Um, she's nobody I'd ever want to know. My girlfriends carry guns and badges, that's who they are. We cuss like sailors, we don't care will tell you where to go and what to do with what part of your body when you go there. Like, you know, so to sit at a table with women who pretend to be ladies um, and, and as though they're somehow the cream of the crop, when I know inside they don't even believe that, was very um, hard to do. I will say I really liked Kim. Now, I know that Kim must have had some sort of a, or something going on in her system. Can you blame her? She knew what she was in for. <laughs> I wish she'd let us all in on that one because it Seriously. would have hurt less. Um, I really enjoyed Kim. When I tapped into her energy, she felt wounded, um, but she tries, she tries. She just wants stability and a sense of family. That's all, you know? So I I could relate to some of her energy that i was pulling off of her and she and i had a a brief laugh together and then kyle shot her a dirty look and i'm like well i guess that one's off the table (laughs) we're not gonna be friends um but then you know i did worry about kim as the episodes went on and i'd see headlines because i i didn't watch it but i'd see headlines popping up i worried about whatever it was she was taking to drown the world out or to numb herself Um, in order to maybe get through the episodes mm, was, was uh, kind of Russian roulette with her health. I was worried about her, but I have a good friend who's good friends with Kathy Hilton, who told me that Kathy was the one that um, sort of helped her and gave her balance again and was there for her. So I was happy to hear that because I was wondering what Kyle's uh, motive was. She kept throwing her sister out there and throwing more alcohol on it and and just shredding her emotionally. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you trying to get like a bigger headline? Do you want her to do something? Like it just almost seemed like people aren't people to her. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. But if it was my sibling, I would have had them off that show immediately and into some sort of rehab or help um, to make sure that they were okay, first and foremost, not throwing them in front of the cameras some more and taking them on some trips. I mean, I didn't really understand that. Um, and then, uh,
1: Remember the good old days, and I'm really dating myself here, I know, when you had to like go to your psychiatrist's office and like sit there and wait in the waiting room and it was quiet and you were looking at people around you and you had to wait and you had to walk there and you had to drive there. Mental health and therapy and psychiatry has never been so simple. Now that you're able to access mental health in the comfort of your own device, it's never been so simple to schedule. Talkspace, it's really changed the game. You can send messages to your dedicated therapist in the Talkspace platform, you could schedule your sessions, you can help set goals, all from your device, you never have to leave your home. And if you're like me and you travel and you're really never in one place for more than a few months, it's great. You don't have to keep changing therapists. They have thousands of licensed therapists with years of experience in over 40 specialties, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, Trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food, eating. As a listener of Behind the Velvet Rope, you get a hundred dollars off your first month with Talkspace. When you go to talkspace.com slash velvet to match with a licensed therapist today, go to talkspace.com slash velvet to get a hundred dollars off. That's talkspace.com slash velvet.
0: What was the one the they owned a casino in Vegas or something? Adrian Malouf. Sorry, yes. Um she started out being friendly. And then as she saw the other ones, she was seeing what her role was, it seemed that night. And she, she kind of started joining in with them. And I was like, you know, (laughs) screw all of you, (laughs) all 'all. (laughs) y'all. Like I just want out of here. This is not what I'm here for. Um, I will say this and you'll probably get a little bit of a laugh out of it, but I figured at least I made some money for charity being on the show, right? So after the show, I've always donated like lunches that they auction off with me uh, for charity. And I'd been doing it well before that show, but um, one of Kyle's friends paid $3,000 to have lunch with me just to sit with a woman who sent her friend where she needed to go. (laughs) Really? And I thought that was jaw dropping. I'm like, you don't have friends. There's no friends there in Hollywood. You know, they'll do that. You know, they want to look at the corpse. They want to turn it over. They want to see the aftermath. And um, a lot of people actually come to my events just to shake the hand of the person that didn't take their shit. And, uh, and
1: one of Kyle's friends was to pay $3,000 just to kind of say, thank you. Yeah. I just thought
0: that was, um, very telling. And then I had come out with this book, which is my sixth and it's got me and my husband on the cover and I had posted it on my Instagram and it was just a date night we had and a friend of ours snapped a picture of him kissing me. So I thought that's perfect for this because it's about, um, you know, it's love stories, soulmates, you know, and when one dies, how the other can move through their grief. And Kyle messaged me on my Instagram and she said, yeah, I saw your book covered. So does your husband emotionally fulfill you? Yes, Kyle, for the record, he emotionally fulfills me every day of my life. Thank you for caring. But then I blocked her. <laughs> It's like, I'm not going back and forth with you. I'm not on the show. I don't have to deal with it. I live in a whole other you know, um, space, space in my life than to, to go tip for tat with them. It, I honestly think they have arrested development. I don't think they've left high school. I really don't think they've left high school. They may have children, but they've got arrested development, I'm telling you. It's just unbelievable how hard a time they have um navigating life um but good for them you know we all trade something for something else and um money is their focus and you know god bless them it is what it is
1: <laughs> you think that's what it is money or you think it's fame more or it's just Oh it's both? it's
0: both i mean it it's both i mean there's some that may have 20% more want the fame and 20% more want the money on the other end but doesn't really matter. It's still, you're still, you can't take it it with you. It's just, I've brought famous people through, you know, they don't talk about how much money they have or how much money they had. Um, every now and then they'll show me a statue that was erected for them, something like that, that they were proud of. Um, but they talk about the people they loved or, um, Pacific Coast Highway in a convertible um, and that she looked like Marilyn Monroe, little things like that, that were who they were on a soul and energy level, you know, but they never come through and say, God, I made a lot of money. That's so great. <laughs> like they come through and say, I lived a great life. You know, I went out with my hair on fire. I lived fearlessly and for me and for those I love and there's no other reason to live, but you know, for, for you and those you love, it all comes down to family. So I hope that they stay focused on their own families and uh, don't pull them onto the reality show.
1: <laughs> I would agree with that. And when Kyle reached <laughs> out to you and DM you, it was, it was to like a job of like, I mean, that's what it sounds like. Right. And I was no- shocked.
0: I was like 11 years later, you're still like, I'm still taking up space in your head. Really? because somebody will take it off of mine and share, share like this cover on her Instagram. Um, just because people more than anything want to see her and I go at it. That's really what they want. They want to rematch. They want to rematch between she and I, and I'm just, I get it. I get it. Cause I have some of my favorite, uh, duels where you just want to see more of that. But, um, she would be like having an, uh, a fight with a, a, a 13-year-old eighth grader uh, who thinks her boyfriend's better than yours. I mean, I, just, I don't really see a point in it. So I just blocked her. It was fine. But there's always going to be people that are on both of our social media that are going to share my stuff to her. I'm sure she's created fake accounts just to see what's been going on with my stuff. It's like, get over it. Move on you know, just move on,
1: move on. And I mean, well, now I'm going to have to say, I'm sure you don't watch the show, but now Mm -hmm. this season people are finally saying, I mean, they've said it before, but it's all something happened where this one woman told this other woman's 14 year old son to F off. And now there's this scene where Kyle said, That's funny. I mean, I'm grossly oversimplifying. Yeah. And now America has come for Kyle and just said, How could you think it's great to tell like a 14-year-old kid to go F himself? So, and people are now saying she's the producer, really everything you just said, yeah. and like just the world is coming for her now. And you that know- she is like she's the one steering this whole show. And wow, we she finally is. all see it. She is. Um, I'm
0: I mean. I hope she's strong enough to navigate it because it's very hard when people um, need fame and the fans and the, at, the adoration to keep them going. It's what their oxygen is and it's taken away from them. They often um, get depressed. So I hope there's somebody there for her that can be there and then maybe she'll learn. I think these moments are teachable moments and I just hope that she learns something From that. And also, she has no boundaries because she's told to do whatever she wants on reality television and she can't be fired. So, because she owns points on the show. So, what are they going to do? You know, and this is actually in the show's best interest. So, Maybe it'll be a win win for her. Maybe it'll help with the ratings. Cause I got to tell you, those women are boring as hell. I don't know how anybody watches those for those women for years and years, the same thing over and over. The only thing I can think is women who do their own laundry and who have small children at home and can't travel like to see the traveling <laughs> on the reality show. Um, yeah. And also like to imagine that maybe one day, somebody else will do these things for them too. And they can get a break. So they're living vicariously through these women who really don't have to do much with their lives. Um, and I think that's their escape for me and I want to know what yours is. I like to watch loot with Maya Rudolph. Have you watched that? I
1: have not.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. Do yourself a favor. It's on Apple TV. Okay. <laughs> and she's hilarious. That's more of my speed of mentally checking out, um, not, not watching that. kind. Not watching you, show. you like
1: scripted I, and lighthearted.
0: I do. And you know what? I still, okay. I still do like my own laundry, <laughs> you know? And um, my husband and I like doing projects around the house together. And I liked being an actual housewife and staying home with our three kids until they were all in kindergarten. And I also liked interning in homicide and working with the prosecution. And I also liked having a television series. I have all these facets to me as does your audience. And I hope that they stretch those parts of themselves. There's really nothing limiting us out there, except uh, our own low expectations of ourselves. So I hope I hope they go out there and just start writing some scripted shows and maybe become directors themselves and maybe stop watching the reality TV shows so much. I'm
1: hoping this, like, as we approach <laughs> September, I'm just hoping for, yes. I haven't read it. I hope there's just a good crop of scripted shows coming. You know, I think we need like a good, like you said, like, I remember the same year as Lost was also Desperate Housewives. And like, we yes. had such, it's been we a loved while.
0: Desperate Housewives. Right? And Medium was on at the height of some of the best it's when all of them and Patricia started this movement. I, th- I think largely a movie star moving to television, which yes. used to mean your career was over that you'd really fallen. And then they figured out they could get points off the back and not actually have to worry about those movie gigs and working out to fit in that bikini that they're getting too old to wear, you know? And all of a sudden they figured that out and good for them. And we got some of the best talent on television that is now completely gone.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's just no, gone. I, I, I think she started that too. And like, you know, what about a stable job for seven years? Like knowing where, you know, it's, there's something to be said, right. About a stable yes. job. You know, that you have, can go to for seven years,
0: go to the same set day after day, work with the same people, the medium cast and crew, they still have reunions. They get together every year to see each other because they were a family. And you become a family behind the set. And I don't think everybody gets to gets to really see that.
1: Do you but. think that show could ever be redone? You know, like, look at all the reboots now. We have, like, everything is rebooted so many right. years later. Do you think they could ever just do a totally either new version with, like, a new actress or just yeah. bring it back?
0: That's interesting. I mean, I've been asked that before, and it's a really good question. So here's what, I mean, I could... Uh, maybe see, I don't think they're ever getting Patricia to come back to do to, for that role. I think she was done. I think she was ready to be done. And I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, she and I used to laugh because when she and I did magazine shoots together, they'd give me her wardrobe so that I'd have to wear something more like her. And she would say, now, you know how I feel having to dress like you all the time. And that used to make her, you know, feel better. But, um, I, I just really think it would have to be either going back to my childhood and making it the youth version of showing me starting at, you know, six moving forward through the teens, early twenties, you know, like leading up to medium because that's, in, that's
1: interesting.
0: They could do that. Um, uh, they originally, and I think Glenn killed the show on purpose. He dismantled the set in the finale. And I know he was making a statement. He's such a dick. But uh, dismantling the set, I thought they'd have the real family on. I thought at the end, you know, we'd come out and they'd be like, you know, this is the real DuBois family, you know, so people could see who they'd been playing for seven years. He did not do that. He dismantled the set. They didn't send out a press release that the finale was even airing. My fans were furious. I'm still hearing from people <laughs> and, wow. um, and that they killed my husband because everybody loved Joe. Um, so, or they could have spun off the kids moving forward and mm. their lives. Um, that's but
1: true. That would so, be a good way to bring it back. ish. I,
0: I think Glenn you know? was thinking that he made his money and he, he d- didn't care. He told me, and honestly, in the beginning, Kelsey said, if I didn't like Glenn we'd go with somebody else. I don't know if Glenn knows that, but that was the case. And I met him and I liked the show Moonlighting, which he had created in the eighties with Bruce Willis, yeah. Bruce Willis. Um, and so he sort of pulled me in where I'm feeling good about him and his originality. And he's an incredible writer and, and he's, he's brilliant, honestly, brilliant. I think a lot of brilliant people are kind of asses, but you know he's a genius really. And, um, he he, as the show started going on as soon as it was popular I became unnecessary and there was a point when I was going on Oprah and they he was going to cancel my contract um so for this episodes and we basically said that'd be a funny thing for us to have to share on air and so they they backed off so wow they often will try and write the real person out of the show. Once it has legs, they're like, they don't want to pay you the monthly per episode anymore. They try and scrape you off as fast as they can. So we did not allow them to do that.
1: And they just want to do it their way and they want no input.
0: Right. They needed me for press and to keep it going for, because we had huge ratings. Even when we went off, we had 11, 11 million plus people every Friday night. Wow. Wow which they die for now. <laughs> they network. would
1: die for that. Now <laughs> when you get cameos and people recognize you, is it medium or is it, you know, people wanting to say like the gay boys wanting you to say that he will uh-huh. never emotionally <laughs> fulfill you.
0: You know, the cameo fun. I like cameo. I'd say the ones I like doing are probably more housewife driven. Um, the people who love me on medium want me to read them. And they're like, just tell me something. I'm like, that's not what this is for. Go to my website, alisondubois.com. If you want to book a reading, that's where you do it. So it's not as much medium. It's it's more for my gaze and I'm fine with that. <laughs> so it's good.
1: Do you get a lot of people like that? Just, you know, hey, I recognize you. This is a great grocery store aisle. I, I want the canned goods behind you. Do you <laughs> mind telling me something?
0: Does that happen a lot? Um, fortunately for me, I have an air of some sort of intimidation and people tend to be afraid to approach me that closely. Although the women that liked housewives have no boundaries because they throw their arms around me at the grocery store. I'm thinking of a couple of times in particular in line where they're like, oh my God, I love you on housewives, you know, and they hug you, but no People that actually want to know something about themselves, they usually go to my events or they book a reading. So. And I
1: know you have a bunch of events coming up. You yeah. do the live tours. You have the dead life podcast.
0: Yeah. I've you been have busy a lot going on. I have, I have dead university. I've got a hundred students that I'm helping to become stronger in their mediumship abilities. And um, they have a laboratory that we created online for them to practice pulling impressions off of each other, which is really cool. Uh, I I've written six books. I I'm just so busy with my students and I'm booked for a year. I read 350 people a year on top of the events that I'm going to try to go back to some of them now. And, uh, my focus is on dead university and my dead life podcast. Uh so I'm pretty I'm satisfied. Life's good. It I mean,
1: must be satisfying and then we'll wrap up like with dead university just kind of like the next generation, like teaching all these people yeah. mediumship.
0: Yeah. I I'm loving it. I can tell when they're real because they'll ask a question only somebody with abilities would know to phrase that way and I get so proud when they're ready to graduate and they become a professional medium because I know they're going to go out there and have borders and boundaries with their clients, and put their clients first, Um, and also learn, I'm teaching them how to process out all the pain and death from the readings, so they don't carry it physically with them, so it doesn't manifest in them physically, that's important, Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a full classroom experience, and um, I am the headmistress.
1: I love it. Final, final three questions, quickly. Do you? I mean, you realize you were ahead of your time. That every single person now walking around is vaping, which I can debate whether I whether I enjoy that or not. Right. Not, but I mean, it's gotten a little out of control. But I yeah. mean, did you get? You should have like a, Did you get like a endorsement deal by e-cigarettes? I mean, oh no, they
0: they lack vision completely. That's <laughs> fine. Um, I was ahead of my time, and honestly. I just, you know, working all those homicides, I'd only smoke after working a case, but I was working a case all the time. And so I, it, it created a bad habit and I just wanted to get rid of it. And we found the e-cigs and I thought, great. Um, so now I still vape. I mean, but I order it from there's, uh, oh gosh,
1: like Jewel or whatever that is. No, or- no,
0: because I don't want made in China. <laughs> so um, there's a, a company company. J vapes in Prescott that makes it in Prescott, Arizona. So it's American made oils and such. I trust it more. So it's just a little nicotine and water. So mine's not pot. Although that thought made me very popular with some of the people on social media. I got way too much street cred off of that. Um, I'm sure it probably bugs the hell out of all of those women. Every time somebody vapes, which just I know it's pretty terrible and and maybe even juvenile on my part, but it brings me such joy to know that that's got to irk the hell out of the women at the table having to see that, that it's not a prop, is it?
1: You were accused of it being a prop. I mean, also, I think you must live rent free in each of their minds. The fact that anytime they are with someone that is vaping, I mean, I have to tell you, you're the only person I think of when I see all these people vaping. I mean, (laughs) I don't know if that's a
0: good thing, but I'll take it. (laughs) You know, um, I don't know for, it's amazing because I really didn't give the other women much thought over the 12 years. And it is shocking to me how many of them seem still miffed about it. And I don't know if it's because nobody ever asks them about anything involving them, unless it's me at the dinner party from hell. Like, I don't know what their beef is exactly. You know, I mean, we met once. So, you know, Taylor seems to have some chip on her shoulder and Became apparently got her PhD in psychology since the last time I saw her. She did not. Um, And just, I don't know. She just needs to mind herself. It's really weird. And um, I think that Lisa Vanderpump had enough of it. You know, she's made enough money. She probably just wants to be happy at this point. She's like, screw it. I'm out. Um, So I don't know. To me, it's kind of a sad train and there's only one way for it to end. And I just hope they all weather that that ride because I just being on social media as somebody with fame and and being public figures and you know this we have to be really thick skinned I don't know how they deal with people who judge them based on their looks solely because that's the image they portray see if somebody says something about how I look it doesn't hurt because Same I'm an intellectual, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like, I
1: don't care. And also it's like, the difference is like, if you have that hole in your heart, like you said, like, if that's right. really, if you're yeah. really, a, in, if you're really secure, insecure, right. right, if And yeah. if you're insecure, it will never be enough. Like, so right. you will, you'll have a good day, but then yeah. on a the bad day, when you feed into that, you'll be like devastated. So it's like, you, you can't teach someone that you either no. have it mentally worked out or you don't. So I totally get it
0: as long as my husband thinks I'm sexy, that is all that matters. (laughs) I don't care about anybody out there on social media, but it's what they're judged for. And I totally agree with you. And um, I find that confidence is key. And, and uh, I hope that the women watching that show are watching it to know what not to do. And I think then it could serve a useful tool.
1: I think so, too. And before we go, just so you know, Taylor, I know she does all this other work now. It was announced today that she is returning not to Beverly Hills to the Orange County housewife. So Taylor is now going to be a full time real housewife of Orange County. So as far as what Taylor is doing next with her life, she's going back to being a full time housewife on the reality TV show.
0: Well, that should be. No different than the other show. (laughs) I mean, obviously the ratings are going down on the other show, so they sent somebody over there to create friction. It is not a hard formula to follow. So it's not. um, Yeah, I mean, all the shows are getting kind of tired. They've run out of storylines. They can't get pregnant anymore. They're aging out. You know, (laughs) what are you going to do with that? We Um, need
1: something new.
0: Yeah, and we do need something new, don't we? Joe and I were just talking about when we were kids, we used to do things outside more. And Maybe people need to pull their ass away from the TV and go read a book or go listen to some new music and go take dance lessons with your husband. Go do something, go bowling. I don't know. It's just if they counted up all the hours that they waste watching that show. And a lot of women tell me they only watch it because it makes them feel better about their own lives. I get it. But, um, you could feel better about your own life by, I don't know, creating a business and <laughs> making more money on the side. I don't know. There's different avenues. So hopefully women have a takeaway from those reality shows and it wasn't for nothing.
1: I agree. You know, well, I'm glad that, you know, you have the dead life and, you know, hopefully you'll be back out doing live shows. And I mean,
0: October. where can everyone, yeah
1: you have stuff coming up. So it's like, it's not that far away.
0: Yes. They can go to alisondubois.com. I'm coming to Denver, Irvine, and.
1: Uh, I have them you know, written down I somewhere have, I could share with everyone. They, well, I've
0: got, okay. I got Dallas, Nashville, Scottsdale, but in October, I've got Irvine, Denver, and Chicago. There it is. If um, I'm out
1: West, I'm going to have to pop into hey, one of your shows. I would love just- that.
0: Yeah, let me know which one it would be because I may not jump on my plane right away and I'll just stay so we can have a couple martinis. We
1: can listen, we can have a martini <laughs> or two. I mean, and that's a lot last question I was gonna ask you like, do you get a vibe of like when you speak to someone like me? Like, can you tell someone's yes. energy, like whether it's yes. good energy? I'm not looking for a compliment. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> with what you do, like, does that happen in like your daily life when you interact with people?
0: I don't know if you can imagine how many podcasts I've been Asked to be on over the last years, I have accepted two. You're one of them. So yes, I liked your energy and I liked the woman's energy and the other one. And that well, was that.
1: Allison, I know that you don't do a lot of podcasts because my team that reaches out to people on my behalf has tried you. <laughs> for a, probably about three years now. So <laughs> I know that you don't, so I can back that up. And I know the girl who has other podcasts you do and she is, she's lovely.
0: Vivacious for sure.
1: She's sweet. So yes. listen, where? So tell everyone where they can find you one more time. So everyone can um, buy Instagram. tickets. Instagram.
0: Instagram, I'm at medium Allison. Um, you can find me on my Facebook fan page as for my older crowd. <laughs> and then, then allisondubois.com has Dead University um, every episode of The Dead Life uh, for people to catch up on episodes that they've missed and any information they need on tickets for my live events. And I capped the events at 150 people because I don't like doing uh, like big, large events where they feel like they have no chance of being read. So I try and keep it kind of more intimate in a ballroom like setting, but I, they have their cocktail, they've got and you know, space. I like to get a bigger room for them so they can stretch out a little bit and we spend an afternoon together. So I like to make my events fine tailored for people's enjoyment. Actually.
1: I love it. I'll slip into your DMS and figure out when I'm going to be yes. West and maybe I'll really come to one of the shows if yes. I'm out there for sure. And you,
0: you have our phone numbers now, so Hit me up anytime.
1: <laughs> I will. I really appreciate everything. You know, you've been great. And like, thank you to your husband too, for making this all happen.
0: I'll tell Joe, you said so.
1: All right. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, David. Have Take, a good care.
1: Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to yet another episode of behind the velvet rope, because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, Go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon.
0: Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.